Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everyone, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm really excited. Today is an we have an interesting guest, uh, somebody who has mastered his craft. And today's call is 100% about adding probate as one of your lead kind of pillars inside your business. So we've got the guy. Uh, Chad Corbett is the CEO of All The Leads, which is a probate-specific company. They, can, they, do at, I mean, they do all kinds of stuff in the probate space. So I'm excited to have you, man. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Hey, and we've got, you know, several hundred people watching this right now. So if you're here with us, I'd love you to just kind of chat where you're at and what the weather's like. Uh, and also, Chad, before this said, we're going to give away the audience something. So if you, you hang out with us to the end, we're giving you uh, his, his, wow, we've got, we've got a fire going on. You guys hear that? I love it. Um, but if you hang out with us to the end of this call, um, we're giving away a framework that is Chad's like proven process to convert. And this is called making millions or millionaires out of probate. So we're going to get a lot of good stuff. So hang out with us throughout that thing. We've got, oh, it's rainy in Florida. Imagine that. I thought it was always sunny in Florida. Changed yesterday. There you go. Um, okay, so here we go. Rock and roll. Uh, the three things you're going to get out of this, we're going to do, he's got bulletproof like um, a step-by-step -step process. We're gonna go over like how a virtual assistant could actually do this for your business. And we're gonna just go through like, you know, what is probate and what's the mindset you need? Cause it is a different thing. Um, so if you're an investor and you're listening, um, that's a good, this is gonna be really valuable. And if you're a realtor who, who, that's who we typically serve, you know, this is, this could be that other pillar to kind of get you through the softening that's happening right now in the market. So Chad, thanks again for being here. Let's dive in. What the heck is a probate say? Like, I don't, tell us what it is. I don't even know. So probate is just, it's simply the legal process of administering an estate. And a lot of folks think it's, it's about, you know, distributing assets, but really it's about settling, making sure taxes are paid and settling liabilities more than it is about distributing to the family. Um, about 95% of Americans will either go through probate or will be exempt because of a small estate exemption. So the vast majority of people do not have a living trust. So the, the, the two most common ways to avoid probate is to have a living trust or to have less than $100,000 total net worth. So you become exempt from the probate process. If you don't meet one of those two things, you pretty much will go through probate. Regardless of whether you have a will, a common, mis a common misconception that a lot of people have is, oh, well, they don't have to do probate because they had a will. But that's just okay. testate succession versus not having a will as intestate succession. Either way, the rules are the same. You still have to probate your estate unless you've set up your, you know, unless you've structured your estate in such a way that you've, you're avoiding that, which the most common way is a living trust. Gotcha. So, so this is a court process of basically winding down assets for anybody who passes away. Yep. 
and you know there's there's 3,145 counties in the U.S. Only whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how many counties in the U.S. 3,145 counties. Okay. Almost, almost all of them have their own little spin on the process. There's 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 16 states that have adopted the uniform probate code. Okay. There's a little bit of consistency in that small group, but outside of that, it, it varies. Not greatly. Um, there, there's little nuances that are different from this place to this place and how the data is recorded, how you can get the data, um, you know, how the court system works. There's four different court jurisdictions throughout the U.S. that handle probate. So there's, there's, it's really inconsistent, you know, from one market to the other. Yeah. As far as logis the logistics of probate, but what what is effective is the same no matter where you're at. And that's just simply empathy. Like if you actually care about helping these people in the community and providing a real solution where one doesn't exist, and chances are, I mean, we're, we're in the, the very beginning of the largest wealth transfer this country has ever seen. And it's, it's reported anywhere from 42 trillion to 136 trillion will transfer between now and 2045, which and between now and 2060, we're pretty much gonna lose all the baby boomers. And fortunately, they've lived longer than any generation ever has. They control 70% of the wealth in the United States, but mm -hmm. it's part of life. Like that's, that can't go on forever. So what we're seeing is, you know, right now we're losing a little over 2 million people uh, from that generation a year. And that's on kind of an exponential increase over the next until about 2060 where there'll be very few of those people left. So kind of dark statistics. If you, if you're depending on which angle you're looking at it from, but the reality is most people don't have an estate plan. They don't want to talk about their own demise and, and they are going to be blindsided at some point. You know, life can change in a cocaine heartbeat. And look, look what happened to Luke Perry. Like at 52 years old, he had a massive stroke and people like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs probated, his estate was probated. And, you know, someone with that many assets had to go pay all those taxes and his family had to go through that because there wasn't a plan. So it doesn't matter what socioeconomic status you are, where you're at geographically, most people will go through this because they just didn't plan properly. And as a real estate professional, we've got an opportunity to step into a super stressful situation and just make a, make a molehill out of the mountain because it's what we do every day. We use contractors, clean out crews. You know, we, we have all these contacts and we're so good at connecting and bringing people together to put the puzzle together. If you can do that and figure out how to present it to the community as a single vertically integrated solution, you don't have to do much more work. You just have to offer more services and then your partners will do their part. You do your part as a real estate professional. And the analogy I use is kind of the, the hub and a wheel. So you should be in the hub and your realtor title is a spoke, investor is a spoke, contractor is a spoke you know, clean out crews, photographers, stagers, senior moving companies, storage facilities, nursing homes, CPAs, you know, registered investment advisors, those are all spokes in that wheel. And if we can think about this from the center of the wheel, thinking I have, a, no matter what your problem, I have a solution. And right. you're gonna do one or two of those and you get paid. Your partners will do all the others and they get paid for doing their part. But from a marketing standpoint, what it looks like, it's, it's a very, it's a wide net. So you give them 25 reasons to respond to you and start the conversation at a very broad level and then very quickly segue into real estate because that's usually people's biggest problem. You know, the average American holds 80% of their wealth in their primary residence. Yes. So that's, that usually has to be liquidated so they can settle the liabilities of the estate. 
So the idea is to offer real value. You know, it's, it's the, 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 the value cost trade-off. If you've read Blue Ocean Strategy, like this is a real blue ocean because you're offering increased value at a, at a de- you're, you're offering a decrease in stress and cost and an increase in value at the same time. And when you do that, it's, you know, business just comes your way. It's, it's the, the way I got into this, I, I don't have it in me to beg for business. And I wanted to create something in a town where I knew nobody. I moved from Hawaii to Virginia to a town I've never even been to. And I had to figure out a way to compete with everyone who had been there for 40, 50 years that were in real estate, you know? And right. for me, I was like, what is, where is so much value missing that the business will come to me? And probate ended up surprisingly, I knew nothing about it. I came from resort development, but surprisingly it, it was, it was, they were, they are the best clients I've ever worked with. Um, so anyways. Right. Well, let's, let's break that down. Cause you said a couple things in there. Steve jobs went through probate. You, I mean, that's shocking to me. And, and I think that's crazy, but let's break down for everybody like what the process looks like. And I think it's very, I like your analogy of the hub where the real estate professional is in the center and then they're pulling their people in. I would probably challenge doing more work because I hate doing more work. I like just having a good Rolodex as a real estate person. Like, okay, you need help here. I, I, I know a guy. Um, I don't know if that, if that makes sense or not. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I wanna tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants, and I wanna give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996, and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. So just just to be clear, that I would never suggest that you go out and do you know start yeah. a company or a state sale company. What I'm saying is you build that you kind of build out your wheel and you have all those trusted partners. So yep. but you reach out with your marketing message. Like when when I'm on the phone with an executor, they're like, "Where are your offices? You guys must own a building the size of Walmart." Because they think like in their mind they think we have an estate sale company, a self storage facility, you know social workers, they think everybody's in one building. 
and yeah. it looks like that one-stop shop. So that's, and so it's a great marketing hook, but the reality is you'll use one or two partners on any given deal. And all you do is say, okay, Mr. Smith, based on everything we've talked about, it seems like X, Y, and Z is your best plan. So you're going to hear from Tim tomorrow. You'll also hear from Terry and you'll hear from James and they're all going to help you with these parts of it. And I'll, be, I'll step out when they're done with their part, I'll be back and, and we'll continue with the real estate sale. And so it looks like you're presenting it as a team, but in reality, it's just you're, you have vendor partners you trust and you know, if okay. you say, I need this done, it's going to get done. Can you break down the process? I mean, so um, if I'm a brand new person to probate, what is the standard kind of step-by-step um, we don't need to go in the variance, but what's the process and when should I, as a real estate person, have my ISA and can be a virtual assistant like what we have or somebody in your office, but when should my person be calling and kind of getting in contact in that process? So those are the two questions. Sure. So I'll just kind of go through a timeline. So what, what we find, and this is based on data, not any rules or laws, most people, most families, the median, there's a median of 68 days nationwide from the date of death until the date of probate filing. Some people will go tomorrow because they're just, they, there's so much urgency. Others will wait three or five years because they just haven't, they've moved through that process slower emotionally. But a median is 68 days. So usually it's two months after the funeral. When, when the, someone from the family kind of has that emotional breakthrough and says, okay, that's it. Today we deal with this. And they go to the county clerk's office. So they'll sit down with the probate clerk in the county clerk's office. They will, they'll, you know, they'll bring a list of assets, a list of liabilities, a list of heirs, a death certificate, the will if there was one. And they'll fill out a petition for probate. And that's what initiates the process. At that point, it becomes public record. And that's when our researchers go into the courthouse, actually record that data, bring it back. And with, with, with our system, we augment that to, to add good phone numbers for the personal representative. We give you four phone numbers for the PR. You're also right. all the information on the attorney, the court information, everything's there in the public record. And we push that into the CRM that we, we provide as part of our service. From that point on, the family has about 75% of the responsibility in the probate process is on the PR shore. And I, I'm using the term PR as personal. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the blanket term. So people's title could be executor, executrix, administrator, public administrator, or fiduciary. So right. PR as personal representative is kind of the, the data normalization term we use. So the personal rep has, is tasked with all these things. Sometimes there's a probate attorney involved. Most of the time there's a probate attorney involved. Like in I'm, my markets in central, from central to Southwest Virginia, almost nobody uses a probate attorney. Pretty much everywhere else in the country that I'm aware of, most, at least 80% of the cases will have a probate attorney. So okay. that attorney will tell them, you know, here, here are the responsibilities, the things that you need to do. So you need to post notice in the newspaper. You need to open, you know, well, I'll back up. So you post a notice in the newspaper. They have an initial hearing. And in that hearing, the court says, okay, the judge will say, was there a will? Is this testate or intestate? If, right. there, if there was a will, the will will name an executor or executrix. And then they'll, they'll ask, you know, does anyone object to, the, to this appointment? If nobody objects, then they'll confirm. If there was no will, then they have a priority list, which is just simply a list of next of kin. And somebody typically will, whoever has the most kind of social influence in the family will usually step up and say, okay, I'll do it. 
So that person will kind of be self-appointed as the petitioner. Then the court goes through the same process and they decide to approve them. Or if there's a dispute, that's when, the, that's when a public administrator or a fiduciary will be appointed. Like if two family members are arguing over who, who gets to be the administrator, the right. Go to go to the sidelines, boys. We're gonna we're gonna have a professional do this, and that's where you'll see a fiduciary come into the picture. But once that happens, they'll they'll be issued issued letters of testamentary or letters of authority, and that is from that day on, they have the authority to open bank accounts, sign listings, sign contracts, make decisions on behalf of of the estate. Mm-hmm. Now there are limitations to that authority in states like California, Hawaii, Nevada. Those are really the three with the most process. Yeah. Um, and it's always California, man. It's always California. I mean, if you don't, <laughs> if, if you don't have at least 12 neighbors who are attorneys, you, you've, you've moved to Nevada and didn't know it. Right? Uh, one question that I had is how often is the family member a representative appointed by the courts versus like a third party, like, you know, attorney or probate administrator. Cause I think that would be a very different sell, you know, if it's a family member versus a professional, those are two different worlds, you know? Well, it's probably 95 five with only about 5% being professionally administered. And you're okay. right. So that when you have a fiduciary or a public administrator, that's B2B, right? That's what they do every day. Yeah. So what we do every day. It's what you do every day. Let's get to work. And you can, there's no emotion. So it's, it's just, it's very logic driven yeah. and it can be even easier. And sure. in California, especially like where you are, I know there's one of these, um, the, the, there's actually, uh, the fiduciaries are part of a trade group and they meet once a month, once every two months. Um, I know there's one over in Marin on the other side of the, uh, the Valley. Uh, they meet monthly and yeah. We have some of the people that I coach, uh, I've actually gotten them into those groups. So they're not a public administrator, but they're invited to the group, they pay their dues, and they built relationships with these people. And that can create, you know, the, we teach, we talk a lot about marketing to the personal representative, but really what we teach is, is kind of a two-pronged approach. Yes, you should do that. You should market directly to the personal rep. But the, the, the longer term thing to be really successful and really get the full potential out of this is building a referral network. So right. the probate attorneys, the public administrators, the nursing home employees, you know, the, the estate sale company owners, people who have daily contact with folks in this space can yep. provide as many or more deals than you're getting off your marketing efforts. Right. Well, and I think if you're listening, what Chad just uh, said was kind of a ninja skill that's applicable to every one of your pillars. So if you're going after attorneys, divorce attorneys, we have this gift that we're giving away. A lot of our folks, we have around 600 or so people, virtual assistants that are pounding the phones every day. Um, I just got a text, uh, you know, I just got a text from uh, an executive at a really large company, uh, real estate firm, and they're going to hire us. So we've got a lot of folks that are pounding the phone and death which is what probate is, 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 is a great one, but divorce is another one. Um, and so that, that concept of building long-term relationships with people in the industry, it works for CPAs, it works for uh, divorce attorneys, it works for investment advisors. These are the guys that know about a transaction before the transaction is actually gonna happen. Most people with money will call their CPA and say, hey, I'm considering making a change or their investment guy or you know, if you're divorcing, everybody gets, I mean, most people in California anyways, 
they're talking to a, an attorney at some point. So these are great relationships to build another pillar. And it's the long game though, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's the long game. So it's an interesting point you bring up. So we uh, think that my poster child for this is a guy and uh, uh, I can't think of the name. He's in Nebraska. Uh, I can't think yeah. of the name of the town. But anyways, he was 60 years old, had extreme call reluctance, wouldn't get on the phone, was about ready to wash out of the business. And he joined, sure. he joined all the leads. We had about a 15 minute conversation, had a real candid conversation. Uh, the next day he got on the phones for the first time ever. He landed an $8 million commercial out parcel. Yeah. First, first time like outbound prospecting. And that lit him up. So then he's like, all right, I'm just gonna listen to you from now on. I just, I won't try to really So the guy jumped on the phone, blew through his list, pulled like five listings out of 45 leads. And he's like, what do I do now? And like, he just lit up and I'm like, now let's, now let's focus on the attorneys. So I coached him to go visit the attorneys in person. He did. The attorneys were so impressed that, you know, basically the model that we talked about before, kind of the hub, the, the wheel yeah. con, that he yeah. was willing to help in any, any way he could, he was willing to help, but he only made money on one of those ways. And that was so impressive to the attorneys. Like, well, listen, I've got like three or four divorce cases I'm working on. If, if you can do this, I know you can do divorce. And he's like, okay. So he now has, with, with several attorneys in this small town, he gets all of the divorce listings, all of the probate listings. He gets, you know, any, like he's getting stuff from his, his financial advisors, from the nursing homes, from the, the, uh, the estate sale companies, the attorneys. He has business coming from all directions. He's getting like 45 leads a month and he's averaging like six deals, which, I mean, he's, you know, making a, a really good living. And this is all he does on the list side. And every time he lists a house, he gets to know the neighbors. He's gotten multiple, multiple referrals from that, you know, from people yeah. saying, well, my aunt died across town. You should go talk to her. So when you, when you come at this with the right intent and you're providing real value, like the attorneys will bring business. The conversation you're having on the phone, you'll get business from that. So, Right. And I think, you know, I mean, my favorite, my Zig, my favorite Zig Ziglar thing is you, if you help enough people get exactly what they want, you'll get exactly what you want. So I think that's applicable in all of those scenarios. Uh, we're giving away as part of this, and we're going to go ahead and post this in the thing. Um, Chad's companies is called All the Leads, uh, ATL. Um, we've got a link here that we're going to just post. If you go ahead and register real quick, um, we're going to give away the 12 Ds. We've got we've, we've coined our own little phrase around this, so, you know, death, divorce, uh, disaster, drugs, you know, disability, like there's a whole bunch of reasons somebody has to sell a house. And rather than paying money to, I don't know, Zillow or Facebook or Google to buy these crappy leads, I'm a big proponent of actually building systems like we're talking about today so that you get referrals, so that you are serving your community, so you become the go-to person. So if you're listening and you like this concept, uh, go jump on there. We're giving it away free. Chad gave us um, a framework, which is what we're going to talk about next. Um, kind of the framework, because he doesn't like scripts. And uh, if you're listening, we're not going to give away scripts. He's got a call framework that is actually um, how you handle the probate sale. So, Chad, um, thanks for giving those gifts to our audience. If you guys have questions, um, we've got one from Ryan. Uh, We've got Paul from Rancho Cucamonga. I love the name. And then we have Shelly from Kalamazoo. <laughs> I 
these are cool. I mean, we got people coming all over the place. Um, Chad, what's your framework for handling these things? And, and what'd you say to fire up that guy to get that $8 million commercial listing? Like that, that's an interesting thing. Like, what'd you say? You mentioned Zig Ziglar. So my favorite Zig Ziglarism is timid salespeople have skinny kids. <laughs> timid salespeople have skinny kids. I love that, man. Uh, perfect segue. And that's why I really, so in this space, because you're offering such a variety, because you're offering a variety of services and options yep. within that, it, I can get, you can get off script in the matter of literally two, three seconds and these, yeah. these types, whether it's a divorce, a death or, you know, deportation or whatever those, all those the D's that you mentioned, it is so easy to get off script because they're all like thumbprints. They all have, they're all very unique. Right. So it's not like a FISBO or an expired or a short sale, like where you pretty much know it's a standard situation, right? Right. So, what I found, and I learned this, I came at this first as an investor because I came from from Maui, where my, I, you know, was selling multi-million dollar real estate to a town where I was selling hundred and like hundred thousand dollar houses, and I'm like, geez. So I started buying houses first, and and you know, wholesaling and doing a few flips and and packaging houses together and selling portfolios. But what I realized is like eight out of ten of these people were either in, they had already cleared the probate process and they inherited the home, or they were in probate. And what became really apparent to me is empathy was the key. So I learned to take off my realtor hat, take off my investor hat and just be Chad. And before every appointment, before every phone call, just take a deep breath and say, what's this person going through? What problems can they have? What's their mindset? And realizing that you, you, you're speaking to someone who's in a really stressful situation. They think they know what you have to offer but they don't because you're doing something different that that no one else in town is doing so you've got to have the you, you've got to have the right mindset to break through that in the very beginning and i have what i call the probate usp just to make it stick so your unique selling proposition and that's what we open with if you don't take control of the conversation from the very beginning somebody will so if you're a weak salesperson, you'll be led through your, your, your phone prospecting, through your listing appointments, and someone else will control your income. So if you, if you understand how to ask good questions and how to, to do that from an empathetic place, you'll always be the leader in the conversation, and you'll control your business, and you'll control your income. That's why I hate scripts. Because I would much rather create an empowered, confident salesperson that knows, okay, I need this information. These are the five ways I can ask this question. I'm going to try A, B, or C. And then take a look at it after that call. Say, okay, should I use B or did A work well? And then start to build your own language and have fun. Like get your own personality into it. Like use stupid little jokes. There's so many little nonverbal cues that I use to lead people down a path and they don't even know they're being led. And it, it's, it's so, there, and I teach a class on this, but. So number one, I want to break it down and slow it down because you've got, you know, 10, 15 years of, of experience doing this, but our audience might be new to it. So the first step is get into their mindset. They just lost a family member. They just lost somebody they probably loved and they're burdened with all this extra work. I don't even know if I would have time to deal with a probate in my world, right? So, okay, first get in the mindset. And then two, you said the USP, um, get into it. So what's the U USP for a probate sale? Tell, tell us that one thing. 
But what, what I figured out early on is where I was losing control of my conversations and giving up that control, everyone would say, you know, well, who are you? How did you get my phone number? Why are you calling me? And all of a sudden they had control. And here I was with marble mouth and I'm like, and they had control of the conversation. They were leading me at that point. Right. So rather than try to say, well, why is that important? Or some of these, you know, bogus counter objections, I, I don't think work. They've never been effective for me. I, you know, I firmly believe the best way to defeat an objection is to never let it arise. So you need to proactively address those things. So I saw the pattern of those three or four things being asked every time. So I'm like, okay, I need to have a concise, like, uh, like in 30 seconds or less, I need to be able to get out what I need to say to you. So, hey, Daniel, this is Chad. I, I, we've got a team of people here locally that specialize in helping families in probate. So as part of that, we go to the courthouse every month. We, we pull the data and some people are, are, you know, take it the wrong way. But we know if we reach out early, we can make a big, big difference in your situation. So there's a lot of ways we can help. Some folks want to use it, want help with the real estate. Some need help finding suitable housing for family members. We make sure that every family has an opportunity to find out from our financial planners how to never go through this again. It, right. it really starts with us understanding your situation and your goals, and then we'll make some suggestions. What's What's been the toughest thing for you guys so far? Beautiful. Okay, so step you, one. You know, you know who I am. You know how I got your information. You know why I'm reaching out. I've given you a, a glimpse of some of the options I can provide. The One of the crucial points is I ended on a very emotional, open-ended question. What's been the toughest thing for you so far? And right. then the key is silence. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and this is, so this is human psychology at play. No one, no one likes those awkward silences. So everyone will try to fill that, right? The typical right. person. So right. you just trust, trust, trust me here. Just be quiet and listen. They'll process because you threw a lot at them. They're like, all right, his name's this. And he got my information. And then they get to that point where, oh, he asked me what's the toughest thing. And then you get real engagement. And nine times out of 10, they will dump the entire story on you right there. And what, ha what happens when you get someone to talk about themselves and their situation? You build wow. instant rapport. And right. so in, in 30 seconds, you can, you can create a whole different tone of the conversation than somebody that's calling saying, hey, my name is Chad Corbett. I've been in the investment business for 25 years in Roanoke. And I've, I've bought 100 houses last year. And I've got $3 million on deck. And I can close next week as soon as title comes back. Would you like to sell your house to me for 50 cents on the dollar? Like, it's, it's different than that me, me, me approach that so many realtors and investors take, where it's I'm focusing everything on you in the entire conversation. And that was what I found really got me into these conversations. And well, like as Marcus Aurelius, you know, what would it look like if it was easy and fun? And that was, that was it for me. Like once I figured that out, then that's, and that's what you'll see in, in the top of that probate seller interview. So I made it so it fits on one page, but the probate USP is the key. Like you really need to, they need to understand, they need to trust you. Uh, right. You have to, you have to earn the right to talk about real estate. So I don't, I usually don't mention real estate other than just brushing on. That's one of the ways we can help. I don't ask them about the home. I don't ask them if it's sold or anything until I have rapport. Then I've earned the right to have that conversation. And what I found is once I slowed down, quit, I untitled myself. I, I didn't, I, I got rid of the realtor hat and the investor hat. I just became Chad. I focused on them. I got those points that I just ran through down. 
then by the time we got to the real estate conversation, I had earned it and they trusted me. And we, and I, I mean, I pretty much, if my phone rang, I was listing a house or buying a house. Um, once, once I got this figured out and guys, I, I know this sounds like a lot. And, and like you said, I've, I've got experience and I'm just blowing through a lot of this. We yeah. have, we have over 500 hours of this, this conversation that right. we'll, we'll, and we'll give you guys a link to that. I mean, you're welcome to jump into our archives. I'm a firm believer in provide value first and we give away 90% of the value we have. Um, right. So we'll give you guys that. So you'll have over 40 hours of role, just specific role plays from an investor and realtor perspective. And then you'll have uh, over 400 hours of masterminds, like how we put deals together, how we help people break through call reluctance, how we help them deal with objections. So that's something else we'll give you. So don't feel like I'm just going to whet your appetite and disappear. I mean, we, we, can back, we can back this up with a lot of really good content. One, one question we have from Andrew, and guys, I really appreciate questions. Chad's here. We've got them only for a little bit more. So if you have questions, jump in quick. How do you supply, do you guys supply joint tenancy leads as well or just probate only? So right now we're, we just do probate, but joint tenancy. So one of the ways you can avoid probate of real estate is to have it, to hold it in joint tenancy with the, the right. survivorship and sometimes that requires a spousal property petition which right. means it can be, become part of public record we gather all the leads um we're, we're getting every probate in the courthouse because the, so the average inheritance in the u.s and in, in 2015 was 177,000 bucks so whether they own real estate or not they have they have their their you know the heirs will get a windfall of cash in most situations right so and then that if you if you offer that broad scope of service that we've talked about so yes you can list houses yes you can buy houses but there's a, a myriad of other things you can do if you still offer to do that and you have a vendor partner that can back you up you can take a 30 second phone conversation and create a massive amount of value for someone and you're done you're you're part of it's done but wow. you have social credit for that so when that person knows somebody who's lost somebody or just had a stroke and had to go into long-term care and they need a solution and they need it now, who are they going to call? You're the, you're the, you're the first person that comes to mind. And I have literally hundreds of these stories from my business and all the people I coach where they get listing. We had one lady on our mastermind call three weeks ago. She got 12 listings from one phone call. She listed a probate house in the neighborhood walked across the street, a neighbor called her over. She walked over and talked to her. She's like, Oh my God, this is amazing that you guys offer this. My dad just died and he had all these, all these houses. So she had already listed one. She listed 12 for the neighbor. She got 13 deals off of one. And had she been like scrubbing her list and only focusing on a certain part of probate or a certain type of lead or a certain zip code, she would have missed out on tons of opportunities. Um, right. <laughs> we had a guy, who kind of, you know, he called and uncovered, um, he called and the guy said, you know, my dad died, but he didn't really have anything. He lived in a trailer park. And he said, okay, well, is, is there anything I can help you with? I mean, probate's really stressful. And they talked for a couple minutes and he's like, you know what, man, I, I really like what you're offering. I don't really need help with my dad's probate, but I'm actually getting ready to put my house on the market because I found another one that I like. Would you come over and list it? He took a $1.6 million listing and then took a $2.4 million buyer agreement. 
And it was all because he was reaching out to everyone on the probate list. And that man was in a stress. It, his situation was way less stressful than folks that have a lot of assets because his dad lived in a trailer park and, you know, he must've had like life insurance or a pension or something. So he still had to probate it, but it was really simple. But because he had the right mindset and he was willing to reach out to all the people going through that situation, he uncovered two transaction sides worth almost 5 million bucks. Well, I want to bring up a point because I think you're very authentic and, and I think that you probably teach your people to be very authentically who they are. So empathy, a USP, call everyone and offer services. And I think the bottom line maybe is in that whole process, just be authentically exactly who you are. Right. And, and you can't teach that, right? I mean, or, or can you? And like, how, how do you get somebody over the hump of like, I've never worked in probate. I don't have a, I, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, that nervousness that people have. Yep. So I find it really easy to do one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's not as, it's not as easy in mass. So I, I spent, I was in Key West over the weekend and my business phone rang and I'm like, Oh, what the heck? I'm just sitting here looking at the water. So I talked to a guy, he was from Tennessee. He's been with us for three or four months and he's done nothing, which is a really common scenario. People right. get excited. They're like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to set this town on fire. And then they get the leads and they're like, you know, they just freeze. And yep. And one-on-one, -on -one, I like when we got off the phone, I've, ne I've probably never had such an enthusiastic ending to a phone call. Like he was just lit up. <laughs> My God, this is amazing. And can you just please make courses out of everything you told me? Like I want a course. And I'm like, calm down <laughs> one step at a time now. Yeah. But the biggest thing is just getting clear on why you're doing this and what your outcome is. And, and if it's money, just quit before you start because you're going to fail. And that the, the, everyone that I see hit a wall and fail is because they're focused on commission. And we, you, you know, you never sell anything with commission breath. But if, if you're looking at something and you say, I wanna be rich and I wanna provide real value in the community and make a real difference in people's lives, yeah, that's where our millionaires come from. And the gentleman I was telling you about in Northern California, he gets 35 leads a month. He's consistently making over a million dollars a year and quite frankly, it's just because he cares. He's empathetic. He's part of it. He wants to make a difference in his community. And, you know, with 35 leads a month, then, you know, not everybody can do that because not everybody has a median price of 900, like, like, you know, that part of the country, but right. you can make a good living. Like even in Roanoke, Virginia, my median probate was $118,000, but I, I cranked out 21 grand a month. I could close six a month like clockwork. And they were only on the market for a week. Mostly investors bought them up. Like it was less work than my conventional deals ever were. What? Okay. So we've, we've gotten through the framework. We've gotten through the process. What are some of the landmines? Like what are some of the things to avoid as a mistake? If I'm a, if I'm going to start, you know, tomorrow as a probate guy, what, what would, what would you like in all of your experience avoid a hundred percent? Yeah. Really good question. So, the number one thing is don't be sympathetic, be empathetic. When you call an executor and say, I'm really sorry for your loss, that if you want to trigger someone and get called an ambulance chaser, do that. Because if you didn't know them, how can you be sympathetic? Like the, the, the sympathy is out of place. And right. 
it's hurtful to a lot of people. So don't call people and say, I'm so sorry for your loss or my condolences to the family. That's bullshit. This is business and you're calling as a business to help them, right? right. So don't do that. It triggers people. Um, the other thing you, 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 oh man, I had three on deck and I just, <laughs> <laughs> you'll remember them, man. You're too good. Uh, let's see. What do you not do? Uh, you don't try to deduce too much from a limited data set that you have. So you're going to know, you'll know the name of the personal rep. You'll know the name of the deceased. You know, have an address for each of those people. A common mistake I see most people make is they take the deceased last known address and treat that like it's a subject property address, like a FSBO or expired. Where yeah. with a FSBO, you have the address, you have the MLS details, like, or, you know, the listing details. Right. So you can, you can talk about those things on the phone. Where with probate, you, what, you, what the public record holds is the deceased last known address. It could be a nursing home, family member's home, could be anything. And right. I see a lot of people wash out as they're like, Hi, this is Sam from ABC Real Estate in Dallas. I'm calling to talk to you about 123 Walnut Street because we realize you're the, and if 123 Walnut Street wasn't the subject property, you've destroyed your opportunity. Yeah, you're done. And then other people will look at just the zip code of the deceased last known address and try to, to call their list so they can save money. When in reality, they're going to miss people like the story I told about the, the trailer that ended up in $4 million of listing volume. Um, right. So that's the other mistake I see. People try to become data scientists with this little tiny data set. Pick up the phone and ask them. Pick up the phone and say, you know, how can I help you? What are you going through? What are your problems? How can I help? And right. that's where you get, that's when business comes from all directions and in, 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 in any of these Ds, whether it's, it's death, divorce, you know, whatever it is. So let's, I want to make sure we make this point because uh, I, I've had a lot of agents work for me. I'm a broker. I know this business. I'd have people take a data source and then want to do research on MLS and pull up the tax data and all. And I'm like, and it used to drive me crazy. So if you're listening, pick up the phone, Chad, you're a hundred percent right. You don't need to know anything other than who, who the person is and, and their phone number. Other than that, you're calling and saying, I help people through this my, I, I, you know, that's it. That's what we do. What's been the most difficult part of this, you know, transaction for you or this situation for you. Like, just don't do the data thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been an interesting, as you build a company like this and you get to know more and more people and, and, you know, we know we're, we work with a lot of the like top coaching companies and brokerages and <laughs> I'm, I'm really principled. So when I find something that works or when I'm really, I'm sure I've got, you know, a good quality, I kind of lock that in. Right. right. So, just like the script thing, like I'm not budging on that. And I, it, it, it pisses people off that I won't just like hand them the script book full of all these scenarios, but I, I don't think it serves them. And, and it's not what I believe is the best thing I can give. The, the same thing with, with the approach, the people who kind of am, am, can embrace that, if they can, <laughs> I, in, in my motorcycle trainings, I tell people we need two things today, an open mind and a closed mouth. And, <laughs> and if you can bring those two things to the table and just like, just trust the process, a proven process, then mm -hmm. that can be one of the easiest pillars you've ever built in your business. But what I find is so many people want to reinvent the wheel and they go in there and dig around and try to become a data scientist with just like a name and an address. And, and the reality is, and everything we teach, this isn't about real estate. This is about people. Pick up the phone, focus on people and situation 
And then when you've earned the right to talk about real estate, you have the rest of your career for that conversation. You can talk about it for hours, but focus on people and situation first. Don't try to guesstimate everything and go straight to the real estate conversation. That's what everyone else is doing. And that's why our folks find this so easy and they find success so quickly. We had a kid and in, in, uh, he's 26. Um, last year he was 26. He's 27 now, but he was in Midtown Manhattan, first year in the business, never listed a property in his life. And he, he wanted to be a listing agent in Midtown, which that's, that's, you know, that's a, a small goal, right? Like anyone can do that. Right. So he came to, he found his way to us and he, he very discreetly jumped in. He didn't have a website. He didn't have anything. He wanted to be very quiet about it. From right. July to December, he did 750 in GCI and his first year in the business, first listing ever taken was a probate and he's listing multi-million dollar condos in Midtown Manhattan and he's you know, still very quietly doing it. His, his X factor, he picked up the phone. Like he would, he would show up in the morning, he would call these people and offer value. He didn't try to guess, he didn't skip over the apartments or the co-ops, like he just picked up the phone and said, I know you're going through something tough. I've got a solution for anything you could possibly be going through, how can I help? And he became a millionaire. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I think we're going to end it on that, guys. If, if you've been listening, uh, definitely go to myoutdesk.com forward slash ATL. Chad's company, all the leads. Um, I think this has been a brilliant interview. It's added a lot of value to our audience. Chad, what, what would you like to leave this group with today? Um, I would like, I'll, I'll invite everybody to join us at All the Leads Mastermind. That's a closed Facebook group that we have. There's about, there's 3,000 people in there that have been focused on building this in their business. And it's, it's one of the things I'm most proud of in, in this company. Because yeah. You'll see in there, someone will jump up and say, I need a role play partner. Within seconds, they have two or three in their time zone. Someone says, I don't know what to do with this deal. It's a reverse mortgage. And like people just jump in and help. And that's, that's so cool to me. Like we have a real community. So if this is something you're interested in, join all the leads masterminds. You answer the questions and I'll let you in after this call. Um, okay. The other reason I wanted to point them there is every Thursday at 1 p.m. We, Eastern, we do a uh, probate mastermind call. And the first Wednesday of every month, we do an hour long role play call. So sure. those calls are posted in that group. And like you can look through the old ones or you can get invited to the next one. But that's one of the best resources I can give you. We give away the other side. The other thing is, if you ever have questions about any of this, if you want, if you're looking for, you know, how to role play, if you like how to handle objections or how to find anything, if you go to alltheleads.com in the top right, you'll see a search bar and that will search every call we've ever done, every blog article, every blog post we've ever posted. So if you need answers in this space, the resources are there. And that's, I mean, we give away, like I said, 90, 95% of everything we've ever done is free and accessible to you. Um, and if you find value in that, eventually you'll go to the courthouse and realize why it's worth paying a little bit of money to gather the leads, right? <laughs> um, I mean, if there's anything I can say, and if you guys have not read the uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, go pick up that book. And I, everything I've done, I mean, I've done, you know, creative financing, flips, wholesales, uh, syndications, like a lot of different things. And yeah. that that's really where I've found, that's, that's the, the part of the, my career that is really lights me up so when you can find where value is absent and create that value 
then it all becomes easy and fun. And that's what probate's about for me. And, and some people take it the wrong way and they're like, oh, you're, you're trying to take advantage. And I'm like, ah, you misunderstand. And no, no is where every conversation starts. So uh, anyways, guys, we have, a, there's a lot of resources. I would love to make myself available to everybody. But, uh, and if, if you guys, you know, if, if you want to do more of these and go deeper on anything we talked about today, Daniel, I'm willing to do that for you. Um, you know, we can do more specific, uh, you know, Facebook Live. Oh, and these I love things. it. All right, Chad. Hey, man, thanks for your time today, everybody. Uh, Zach Bacon says hello. Susan asked, how much is your program? Susan, reach out to all the leads. Um, it's worth a conversation. Absolutely worth a conversation. Again, Chad, thanks for your time. Have a great day. Cool. Thanks, guys.